Hi, I'm Christian Brindle, and welcome to the Everything Medicare Podcast. Everything Medicare Podcast Nation. This is Christian Brindle. <laughs> Wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today, thank you so much for taking the time. And welcome to a new year, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 2021. 2020 is over. And um, if 2020 seemed like a relatively difficult year, a tough year, um, a lot, lot happened. A lot went on. Um, just to kind of reflect, we had a ton of um, political tension in our country. No matter what side of the spectrum you might fall on, you probably felt it. I sure did. We had um, an election, a controversial election at that. One of the most controversial ones that I personally can recall seeing in my days. We had... Um, once in a hundred year outbreak, worldwide pandemic with coronavirus, and um, which still is continuing. Looks like we're closer to the end of that um, issue more than we are the beginning, with the vaccine slowly but surely starting to be integrated into our communities. We'll see how that goes. And um, 2020 was a crazy year. You know, um, we went back and looked at it. We did 90 podcast episodes in 2020. If this is your first time listening to our program, by the way, my name is Christian Brindle. I run and operate a company called Christian Brindle Insurance Services, located just about 20 minutes outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. And we specialize in working with people on their Medicare health plans. This is year three of our program. And I'm just so blown away at how much we've grown. Um, I've been off for several weeks, three, four weeks now. Um, just was feeling incredibly burnt out after open enrollment ended back on December 7th. And um, we, I just felt like we needed a break. The program needed a break. And I am so energized and so excited to be back here with you today. Um, the program is going to be a little bit different, and we have some updates for our company that I'd like to start the show out with before we get into the, the hot issues the hot topics. And um, the update is two things I wanted to mention. The first one is having to do with the show itself. Um, the, the, the platform that hosts our show, and it can be found on multiple different platforms. It's found on YouTube, right? And the video format. It's found on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Cast, CastBox. It's, it's located on a multitude of different online platforms, probably about 15 to 20, somewhere in there. I don't know exactly how many we're on, to be honest with you. There are some platforms that we're on that I don't even know that we're on! That's how diversified the show has become, and it's become a global phenomenon because we do get listeners from out of the country. I don't understand why, because Medicare is a United States-based 
program. And uh, my goal when I started this show back in you know mid-2018 has been and always will be to make Medicare fun, exciting, and interesting. And to, to, to give you something interesting to listen to on a day-to-day basis. So the program's going to be changing up a little bit. Um, the plat, like I was saying, the platform that we we host on is um, a pro- pro- platform called Anchor. We've we've ran them as a sponsor multiple times in the podcast. Um, the last two months of the year, and continuing on now, um, Anchor has not offered us any sponsorships from various different companies. So in the past episodes, we've been breaking the show into about two to three different segments to fit in all the sponsorships. Um, we don't have any sponsorships right now. So we're not going to be having any breaks, and um, I'm expecting the show to be a little bit of a longer format. Once a week, every Monday, we will launch the show. Once a week, every Monday. That will continue. That schedule will not change. Um, and I'm really excited about that. You know, with, uh, there was a, for, for a while there, about a year and a half straight, we were doing three episodes a week, and it just it cannot continue because we're doing so many other things here in our office. We're an insurance agency, not a radio station. I said it before, I'll say it again. So we're going to continue to do one episode a week. And I know some people that listen to the show that don't like me ranting and raving. Get over it. Go listen to another show if you don't like it. Essentially, folks, though, that's what you can expect. We're not expecting to take any breaks until we get more sponsorships back. So this is going to be about a 30 to 40 minute podcast all the way through. No breaks, no sponsorship breaks. So a lot of you that don't like how many breaks we take, you might enjoy that at least until we get some sponsors back. So that's number one. Number two, Christian Bruno Insurance Services in the past has offered um, our services to about 12 different states in the country. We help people with their Medicare supplement plans and Medicare Advantage plans um, of various different situations. Um, we work with a multitude of different insurance companies, all of the biggest insurance companies in the industry. We work with them. Um, and we were working with people in 12 states. Well, now... We have decided to broaden our horizons by a lot. Um, And what I mean by that is we've we've, we've taken steps to expand into several different markets and different states. So we will be offering our services to people in a lot more states than just the 12 we were offering them in prior. And I actually have a list of them because there's so many that we've added. And I'm really excited about this. Um, a lot of you over the years have reached out to us in states that we don't carry a license in. And we had to refer you off to maybe people that we know, connections we have, or you know, um, so on and so forth. But now we're going to be offering our services in a lot more areas. So just to refresh, the states that we've had in the past have been Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, California, Texas. South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, Virginia, and uh, West Virginia. In addition to those states, we will now be servicing, and we're in the process of finalizing our licenses and appointments with the various different insurance companies we represent to offer our services in these various states. So these states, in the next week to two weeks of you hearing this broadcast, will all be completed. The states we're adding to the equation, I'm really excited about this, Alaska, Arizona, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, North Carolina, Nebraska, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Wisconsin. 
So we had 12 states before. We added, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18 states. That gives us a total of 30 states, 30 out of the 50. At some point, our goal is to be able to offer our services to you beautiful folks in all 50 states. But we um, now are able to offer our services in 30 out of 50 states, which is a huge, is a huge jump. It's over double the states that we were able to offer in 2020. So super exciting. If you've ever wanted to work with me, work with my company on your Medicare health plan, and you live in one of those states that we added, but you just, you know, we weren't available. Hey, we're here now. We'd love to be able to talk with you. Our office number is 801-255-5340, 801-255-5340. Enough of that, though. Just wanted to leave you with that little piece of information that was super exciting that I wanted to share with the audience. Let's talk about the topic of the show. And uh, the the topic of the show, the the title is uh, 2021 Medicare is here, what you need to know. And um, there's a lot to unpack here. So let's start unpacking. Where is Medicare going in 2021? Medicare being a strictly government funded and regulated program is solely based on what the government is doing. And, And believe it or not, everything that the government does in some way or form, when it comes to spending, funding, the debt, the national debt load, does have something to do with Medicare because Medicare is a government-funded program. If people are on original Medicare, Medicare Parts A and Medicare Part B from the government, and then they have maybe a, a Medicare supplement plan or a Medigap plan as a secondary to the Medicare. Medicare pays 80% of the medical bills. The Medigap pays 20%. Um, but Medicare still is paying 80%. So they have to essentially be able to pay that bill. There's a $100,000 bill. They have to pay 80% of that. So government funded. If a person's on a Medicare Advantage plan where a private insurance company comes through and essentially, you know, is taking over the responsibility of that person's claims, you know, essentially an an easy way to think of it is the the Medicare is being ran through a private insurance company. The uh, federal government, Medicare, is going to be funding that private insurance company monthly to provide that service. That's how you have so many $0 premium plans. And they're not special. They're they're a dime a dozen. They're all over the country now. Uh, Joe Namath wants you to think that you can only get it through him, but Joe Namath is a paid spokesman that's very bad at reading the line in front of him. You can tell. He's horrible at it. He sucks. I could do it better. Just putting it out there for that commercial. (laughs) Um, no, just kidding. I would not participate. I I think what they do is slimy. And if you listen to our show for a while, you know that. Um, but where is Medicare going? Uh, as the, at the time of this podcast being aired, millions of people across the country have received the second stimulus check, $600 a person, right? $600 a person. So $600 per person in the house, $600 per child up to a limit. Um, huge amount of money for the government. So how do they do that? Well, our government doesn't have money, folks. They don't have money. So what do they do? Well, they're printing money. They print money is the way that that process works. They print money because they don't have the money because our country is trillions upon trillions of dollars in debt. So they print the money. 
Why not, right? They control the money. They are able to print as many dollar bills as they want. It's like Monopoly money, right? They just print it. But there's a little thing called inflation. And any of you know that any of you that know anything about economics, and this this is relevant to the topic at hand, so bear with me. I'm going somewhere positive with this. Maybe not positive, but relevant. They print money. The value of our dollar goes down. And the more they print, the less valuable our dollar gets. And this is basic economics. The more of something that exists, the less valuable each specific commodity is. So I'll give you an example. I've used this example before on this show. If there's 100 classic cars, they're going to be infinitely more valuable because there's only 100 made, let's say, in the whole world. They're, they're, they're a commodity. They are hard to come by. They're rare. But if there's 100,000 versions of that car that come out the next year, what happens to the 100 classic cars? Well, they're not classic anymore because there's 100,000 more out there. They're easier to come by. Their value goes down. Our dollar bill is no different. The more copies of dollar bills that are floating around, the more money the government prints, the less valuable our dollar is. It's called inflation. And when they print money to this extent, on the course of trillions and trillions of dollars, and they've done a ton of this to kind of combat the coronavirus, to kind of provide relief to our citizens. They did it with the first stimulus check in the spring. They did it with the um, PPP loans, the SBA loans for small businesses. And now this second stimulus check, and I think they did multiple different SBA loans. Don't crucify me if I've got that wrong. But tons of money being printed. Tons of money that we don't have because we are trillions and trillions of dollars in debt to countries like China. Because we borrowed a lot of money. So we just print that money. Um, What does this mean? Well, it potentially means that it could end up at some point causing us to be such a financially um, in the whole country that it impacts everything that has to do with our economy, Medicare including, Medicare included. It's definitely going to impact my children, I believe, my, my child, my daughter. She's going to have to deal with it a lot more than I will. If not her, her children, my grandchildren. Um, it's it's a scary outlook for our country. And the only reason why I bring this up is not because I'm trying to report the news. It's because Medicare is a government-funded program. It's in the red. Medicare loses money, right? Medicare is in the red. Medicare spends out more money than they get back in through FICA taxes, through people paying their Medicare Part B premiums. Medicare's in the red. So... Anytime the government starts printing money that they don't have, it's always worrisome that they'll cut funding for government-funded programs like Medicare. Now, there's over 60 million people, I believe, nowadays, maybe more, on Medicare in our country. That number is expected to go up dramatically in the next 10 years. So what does it mean? What does it all mean? Well, point blank is we don't know, but it's something that we do have to um, deal with in some capacity. It's something that we have to keep an eye on in some regard. I would say that um, it's something that is very scary, and I think it could be the biggest downfall of Medicare going forward. 
Not to say that it is, or I know anything that you don't know, but it's just common sense. It's something we got to at least consider, right? Something we got to think about. How can the government fund something with money they don't have? Eventually, it's a house of cards. Right? I mean, at some point, it's got to collapse unless something changes. I don't know what the answer is to that. I would hope that the person they put in charge to fix this, you could say it's the president, Congress, whoever. I would hope the people that in charge are smarter than I am and they can come up with a better solution. But um, it's, it's, it's tricky. The thing I wanted to talk about is, um, and I talked about this on the podcast during open enrollment, this past open enrollment period, there were an unbelievable amount, more than I've ever seen ever. It's always happened before in my entire career, the TV commercials, the inundated commercials, um, the cookie cutter, you know, attention, Medicare beneficiaries, are you getting all the benefits that you deserve? You know, crap commercials that tell you absolutely nothing about what they're talking about that are mainly designed and structured to prey on you as seniors and draw you in, get you to dial the 1-800 numbers thinking you're missing out on something. They'll take a benefit that's available in, let's say, New York City or Florida. Maybe it's available in one state, maybe two, and they'll run it in all 50 states and and be like, you may be eligible for this. Then when you call, they say, oh, it's not available in your area, but let me sell you this. It's a classic bait and switch. It's criminal as far as I'm concerned. But... I saw more of those cookie-cutter generic commercials than I've ever seen before. Than I've ever seen before. The Go Medicare commercial, which is absolutely criminal. Um, they are the sleaziest commercial I've ever seen put out, ever. I put a YouTube video about it, out about it, and it's kind of caught wildfire, where I exposed everything wrong with that commercial. Everything. The Joe Namath commercials awful. The Joe the Joe Theismann commercials awful. The Mike Ditka commercials awful. For some reason, they take retired football greats and put them out in front of the camera, and they're reading a script. And they don't know what they're saying, and they hand them a blank check. Talked about this before. Joe Namath has a pension from the NFL, which includes a Medicare supplement plan. It's public knowledge. Look it up. He doesn't have a Medicare Advantage plan, which is what he's pitching. But he doesn't even know what it is. Wake up, America. If these commercials didn't work, they wouldn't keep running them. And um, for someone as myself, that's that that's an independent broker that runs an insurance agency. I'm nothing compared to these big companies. They're multi-billion dollar companies that are funded by Wall Street. Um, their job is to make profits, to please their shareholders. That is what these companies are. I won't name too many other names because they could step on me like a bug if they were so chose to. But you get my point. It, it's a play to essentially make the broker, such as myself, irrelevant. But I'm here to tell you today that in 2021 going forward, agents still matter. And they matter more than ever, and I'll tell you why. These corporations, these companies, when you when, when they run this commercial... Attention, Medicare beneficiary commercial. What is happening when you dial the number is they route you to a call center, someone that probably just started working with them 30 days ago, 60 days ago, that does not know anything about Medicare, that you might know more about Medicare than they do because you listen to the show. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Does that work? Um. 
they route you to this person in call center. And they're, this person at the call center, by the way, is taking calls from all 50 states. They're selling Medicare Advantage plans, which is dramatically different from one state to another. They're putting in your zip code and they're looking at plans for the first time. They don't know their networks. They don't know anything. I had a person, I told this story in the podcast, they called one of the biggest commercials, one of my clients. And Christian, they say, Christian, why are your clients calling? Because we have so many clients that some of them are going to fall for it. Now, luckily, they didn't fall for it enough to where they signed up. They called me first and checked on it, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. In a nutshell, what happened was there was a new plan in our market for next year. I won't say the name of the insurance company because that's I can't say that. Medicare doesn't like me to specifically put that out there. Um, stupid as far as I'm concerned, but that's a rule. And um, there's a new plan that came into Utah, our market for next year, that essentially was doing what's known as a Part B give back. What it means is a Part B give back, and they're becoming more and more popular with that, is they refund a portion of that person's Medicare Part B premium back into their social security check monthly. In this case, it was 50 bucks a month. Sounds good, right? Had $1,000 in dental. Sounds great, right? Big network. Here's the problem. This particular plan was, was what's known as a Medicare Advantage only plan. Typically, Medicare Advantage plans come with medical coverage, dental vision, hearing, some have more than others, prescription coverage, and a multitude of other things. This particular version of a plan was a niche plan. It's, it's designed for people in very unique circumstances, like for people that have veterans benefits that can get their prescription coverage elsewhere. Well, it didn't have any drug coverage. Zero at all. So no prescriptions that this person could get filled at a pharmacy would be covered. They'd be paying 100% out of pocket. This particular client of mine took three insulins monthly. They need them badly. It's a life or death thing. And um, if they would have changed plans, they would have had no prescription drug coverage on these insulins. They would have ended up paying, get this, $1,100 plus a month in out-of-pocket just to get $50 a month back in their social security check. That's the plan they were trying to push my client into when they called. And guess what? They did not disclose that the plan had no drug coverage. My client had no idea. They actually told them that, they actually told my client that they would get their prescriptions 100% covered which could not be further from the truth. I wish they recorded that call. We can send it into Medicare. Medicare, I don't know if they do anything about it or not, but it's blatant preying on seniors. And there's one or two possibilities. They know that it doesn't have drug coverage and they're just trying to get a quick sale and get off the phone with you and make a commission from their call center. That's number possibility number one. Number two, they don't know anything about Utah. They don't know anything about the person's market. And they're just picking a plan without knowing anything about it. That's terrifying to me. And those kind of scenarios are happening every single day with these commercials, every single day. A person like myself, that would never happen. Never in any state that we're licensed in. Because I know the plans. I know what to look for. I know, I know what to look for. And these call centers are meat grinders, essentially. They have a revolving door. People come in, people come out. And it's it's very scary. Um, this is why I think real agencies like my mine and and insurance brokers like myself and our company matters, because these big corporations do not have the personnel to provide the provide you the people on Medicare the proper education and information in an already confusing program that they need. 
They're just getting minimum wage people that are not qualified by any stretch of the imagination to give you advice on your Medicare plan. And I see that's just one story. I could tell you several that are appalling, that are horrific. That if that if that person actually made that change with that person on the phone, it would dramatically plunge their lives into chaos. They would lose coverage for something. They would have to change all their doctors who they love and adore. Um, they don't typically check their doctors. Now, that I'm not. This isn't a blanket statement. There are some people that run call centers that do a very good job, and they teach their people how to help people in the proper manner. So this isn't a blanket statement. But a lot of these big, big, big ones have so many employees and they just are a revolving door. They're a meat grinder. They come in, they come out. They come in, they come out. They come in and come out. They don't know what they're doing. They don't train them on how to do it. And and a lot of times the company themselves is just looking at profits. They're like, oh, this Medicare thing, there can be a lot of money made in it for us as a corporation. Um, they're all about the bottom line. They're not about you and what you need. They don't care about you. And it, it makes me sad because... All of the clients that work with us, I really do enjoy working with them and I care about them a ton. And I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back or say, look at me, we're great, they're terrible. That's not what I'm saying, but it's a problem. There's so many great insurance agents out there that can make your life so much better. And um, I don't believe that they'll be able to push us as insurance agents out of the fray because we provide that personal service. We check, we, we, do, we check every little crevice of what you're going to need. A good agent is going to dot their I's and cross their T's. And these big call centers and the, you know, that, that, that people, they're just not going to do that. They want you to get off the phone. They, wanna, they want their representatives off the phone with you in 20 to 30 minutes. You can't check something on a Medicare Advantage plan in 20 to 30 minutes, most cases. There's so many working parts of the Medicare Advantage plan. We've talked about it in nauseating detail on this platform, um, but it's something that you know I will continue to talk about in the future. But um, you need a, a professional agent. I've been doing this since I was 20 years old. I'm 28 years old right now. I got tons of experience. I've been doing this my entire adult life. Think about that. Think about back to when you were 20 years old, 21 years old. I've literally done nothing else in my adult life. Zero. Zip. When I say adult, I mean legally able to purchase alcohol, 21 and up. I know what I'm doing. I know my stuff. I'm not the only one. There's a lot of good people out there. But this is why us as independent insurance agents will continue to be relevant and um, you need to be working with one. Doesn't have to be us, doesn't have to be me, but work with a good one. One that you trust, one that knows their stuff, one that be- you can believe in, you can trust on, and one that's going to be able to take care of you over a long period of time, not just, you know, hit it and quit it. What I mean by that is they, they sign you up and then they, they're done with you. You're, you're a used up sponge for, to them. It's, it's, it's really disgusting, you know, concept for me to think about, but um, they want to sign you up then they never talk to you again. You can never talk to that same person again because they're a big corporation. It's like calling a big company. You'll never get talked, you'll never get routed to the same person all over the place. And they don't really provide customer service. Last topic I wanted to talk about. Um, 
is the future of Medicare. I wanted to come back to that a little bit. Um, I'm concerned, like I said, by all the stimulus money, all the SBA PPP loans. Um, should they, am I saying they shouldn't have done it? I'm not saying that necessarily. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't lean one way or the other, but it's something that if it could potentially impact Medicare, it raises my antenna because I'm an advocate for people on Medicare. That's what I've become. My, my whole life has been dedicated to educating people about Medicare. And so that's where I'm coming from, from that standpoint. And something we have to pay attention to. We absolutely must. That being said, it looks like, you know, there's more and more funding every single year being put into Medicare Advantage. Medicare Advantage clearly seems to be the way that the industry is pushing people towards in the future. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. When I started, you know, when I was 20 years old, Medicare Advantage plans barely had the benefits they have now. A fraction of them. Every year they're adding more benefits. I'm seeing more and more markets have Medicare Advantage plans with Medicare Part B refunds, like I mentioned earlier, where they refund some of your Medicare Part B premium back into your Social Security check, which, for the record, Medicare Part B premium in 2021 is $148.50 a month. I believe I got that right down to the penny. But there's more and more Advantage plans and more and more markets that were doing that. That was very rare in a lot of places. You're seeing more and more Advantage plans that have $1,000 a year in dental benefits, comprehensive, just included, no extra premium, 2000 more and more, more glasses benefits, more hearing aids benefits, transportation benefits, more over-the-counter item benefits for things like aspirin, ibuprofen, fish oil, band-aids. So I do believe the future of Medicare is growing. Um, it's a good sign, but we got to keep an eye on it for the next 10 years from now. What are we going to look like with all this spending? Anyway, folks, um, I'm going to close it out on that um, front. I'm excited to be back. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope you had a great, happy new year. And um, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe if the platform will let you. Give us a five-star review. And uh, don't miss next Monday's episode. Every single Monday, Everything Medicare Podcast, Christian Brindle signing off. Happy 2021.